Hi everyone, it's Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com and today we are going to talk about sleep, the foundation to our entire livelihood and we are going to be speaking today with Dan Bernstein from BluePhoenixWellness.com. Um, he is a acupuncturist and a certified hypnotherapist. So welcome Dan, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and a bit about your history. Sure. Thank you again. Uh, so I've been uh, I've been at this as a acupuncturist now for 27 years uh, at my uh, my clinic, Blue Phoenix Wellness. And um, for the last 12 of those years, I've focused on sleep issues. And uh, and so I've been using various modalities along the way uh, before becoming an acupuncturist. I was a musician uh, playing in all the clubs in New York City, and that was fun. And at some point I realized, well, I think it's time to grow up. And so I kind of dove into Chinese medicine and um, I live in New York City. Um, and uh, I call myself a sleep equilibrist just because I feel that that is what I do is I create equilibrium. And uh, let's see now, uh, at some point I saw that healthy sleep is both essential to our well-being and it's, it's undertreated from a medical standpoint. Um, and, you know, with a population in the U.S. that experiences insomnia is uh, 40% of the time, I, I, I kind of made it my mission. And so here we are. Well, you know, you mentioned that you grew up playing in bands. Um, New York City, it has drastically, drastically changed from back then. Sure, um, it has. I mean, CBGB's is what, a Whole Foods now? <laughs> it is a John Barbados, I think. It's a John Barbados store. Okay, all right. So, I mean, last time I was there was 2020 or oh, 2021. Okay. Um, and, like... Who knew that the Lower East Side was going to be the trendy part of town? Totally. Yes. There was a time when it was all vagrants, you know, and, um, you know, hotels for homeless. And now it's sort of, you know, one of the more pricier areas of, of this pricey town. So it is kind of funny, kind of astounding to watch. And yet, I, I guess, you know, youth follows uh, trends. And so there you go. There's a lot of money in this town. So. They like to pay upscale dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't go there in the 80s. I was still quite young, but I went there in the yes. early 2000s and saw sure. a lot of bands play. Um, so I think it's super cool that you also kind of have that background. Um, but I imagine, you know, growing up or, you know, at that time you were still growing up, um, sure. growing up as a musician, that probably didn't lend itself to the best sleep hours. You know, the funny thing is, it didn't, right? And I probably had sleep issues when I was a kid. I know, in fact, that I did. I, I, I never wanted to go to sleep. And somehow, uh, I, you know, my, my circadian rhythms were always off as a kid. I always wanted to sleep later than, and I had to get up for school. And somehow it was always, it was a struggle for me. And I never, uh, I never thought about it. I just thought that was my life. And then it transferred to being an adult. And, um, you know, and then because of 
music and working during the day. So eventually I realized, boy, I, I really, I really do have a sleep problem. And I figured, and I wasn't about to start taking meds. I somehow was against that whole thing. And uh, I just struggled with it for years and years and years. And finally, I did go to an acupuncturist and over time, uh, somehow that shifted. And uh, I, I could say now that I have a rarely have a sleep problem. Let's put it that way. It's sort of kind of gotten a lot better. And when I do have a problem staying asleep, I kind of know what to do about it. So, so it's, 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 it's been an interesting process for me as it has for, as it is for my patients who come to me. Well, you have a lot of different exercises in your book, which we're going to get yes. to in just a moment. But before sure. we do, I want to ask, do you feel like there is one particular overarching theme that is keeping people from being able to get good quality and quantity sleep? Well, you know, let's put it this way. It is a complex issue and there are different types of sleep issues. So each of those, there's difficulty getting to sleep. There's difficulty staying asleep. There's light sleep where people wake up with heart palpitations or anxiety. And there's people who really just barely sleep through the night. So each of those does have its own theme. However, there is one, if there is one overarching thing, I would say it is an overactive mind. And a lot of people have active minds. I mean, God knows, you know, everybody who's achieving something in this world is constantly thinking and, you know, whether they're overthinking or not, is certainly not for me to say, but uh, the people who either have a hard time getting to sleep or who wake up uh, tend to have a particular kind of active mind. And so, um, you know, and what does that mean? I kind of boil it down usually to like four or five smaller issues. Okay. One is, um, I think there was this hypnotherapist called Dr. Richard Nongard who called it, uh, what did he call it? Mind traps. And, uh, you know, he broke that down to uh, five components. And one of them is distractions. Uh, meet the lying bed and saying, oh, why didn't I pee? Did I walk the dog? The lights in the room are too bright. Um, and it's as if the mind kind of knows what it's supposed to be doing, but the body is fighting, taking any action. I know uh, I've lain in bed going, God, I should really go to the bathroom. I mean, there's a part of me that just lays there. Um, so uh, that's one. The second is uh, the mind goes to regrets. Um, and, uh, you know, I should, have I should have told off my boss or I shouldn't have sent that email. Or, Why didn't I buy that car instead of this one? Or, uh, you know, uh, just a thousand little regrets that we have in life. Uh, the third one is real life fears. And these are all things that keep us from sleeping or or, or, or getting back to sleep. And real life fears may include family problems, uh, real health issues, financial problems. Um, uh, the fourth is overwhelm. And that's a focus on things that the person has left undone, which can morph into generalized and vague feelings of failure or, you know, self-worth issues, um, you know, things that I may never get done, you know, in terms of like a bigger life picture, you know, why didn't I, you know, become a physicist or they can be simply like, why didn't, you know, why did I leave the things that 
I was supposed to do yesterday for tomorrow, which I'm when I'm obviously overwhelmed already. And then finally, there's a, a, a modern issue, which is difficulty in plugging from electronics, uh, social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, you know, computer, TV. Um, and I, I, I think of that as almost a, a bit of an addictive process that somehow people who aren't even addictive types have gotten hooked into. It kind of gets to part of that brain, which is I like, just want one more, one more hit. Um, and so if, if you were to ask me what the overall issue is, you know, you can break it off into anxiety or stress or whatever, but I call it just the overactive mind. Okay. Well, so I was introduced to Dan back in, I believe 2019 or yeah, 20, about 2019. Right. And obviously I live in Tampa. Um, he is in New York. It would be very challenging for me to fly up to see him on a regular basis for his services in acupuncture, but he wrote a book. Um, when did rewired for sleep come out? It came out. Let's see now. I remember February 27th, 2020. I think it was about two weeks before we shut down. Yes. 2020. Oh, good timing because you know, COVID wasn't stressful for people at all or anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, I, 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 I was so exhausted from releasing the book that I didn't quite hook into this idea. That, oh my God. Why don't I just release it? You release it as the, you know, the COVID uh, sleep, you know, but I, I, at that point I was like, let me get it out of my life and, you know, now deal with this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So that made it, you know, possible for me to, kind of like have Dan as someone who I could, you know, work with and utilize his methods, um, without having to fly to New York. Um, so it's really cool. You have this book, it's rewired for sleep. Um, it's a 28 day insomnia repair program. So if you live in Kansas, you can utilize some of Dan's tactics. Um, and in fact, your book has six, 16 different exercises that people can utilize to help themselves fall asleep. Um, what are one or two of the ones that you have seen people to have the most success with? Right. So again, everyone's quite different because uh, each of us has a different either sleep problem, you know, as I mentioned, getting to sleep, staying asleep, sleep that isn't nourishing. Um and they all have different solutions. Um, but one simple, uh, I would call a treatment, if you will, it's not a treatment, it's more like an exercise um, that I like because it kind of addresses, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, because it's, it's kind of an over, over, uh, overarching theme is that there are three, in terms of neuro-linguistic programming, we have three different types of people. One is a visual person, uh, they might say, oh, I, uh, you know, I, I see what you're saying. Another type of person is the auditory person. They might say, I hear you. And then there's the, uh, the third is the uh, kinesthetic type, which is a person who works with feelings. So they might say, I feel you. Okay, I'm giving very broad solutions or very broad definitions. And so each person see, views the 
universe in a different way. And they experience the universe in a different way than the others do. So, um, so what I try and get people to do is just to take in, in the book, Rewired for Sleep, there's a little exercise called the VAK exercise, VAK sensor. And I just ask people, you know, just take this little, this little uh, exercise. And that way you kind of have an idea, even though we are all visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, we are more one than the other. That way, certain exercises that you will do later will work better for you. And it's impossible for me to say which one, but all that having been said, um, there's one that I, I, I like to give to people, which is called the five, five, and five. And it's, a, <coughs> excuse me, it's pretty simple. It engages uh, visualization, it engages, you know, engages talking, engages the feelings. And, uh, and what it does is it focuses the mind at night before bed. And, and in so doing, it takes away, takes the mind away from the daily grind, from the electronic devil known as the cell phone, TV and computer, and towards the more quiet part of us, towards the inner self. And so the five, five and five is made up of three parts, each of which takes five minutes. Okay. So in the first five minutes, you take pen and paper. And for five minutes, you write down the things that you need to do the next day. And they might be seven, 10, who knows, you know, everyone's got a list an arm long. And just know that even if you write them down, you probably won't get half of them done, but that's okay. And after five minutes, you can just stop writing. At that point, you fold the paper in half and say to yourself, these are tomorrow's problems. That's you before you're going to sleep because when your subconscious is most available, that's you telling your subconscious mind, which would otherwise maybe wake you up in the middle of the night so you could start solving that problem that's been bugging you all day to chill out, to let it go until tomorrow. Good night and see you later, you're telling your subconscious. The second five minutes you're using and you, you kind of come up with a word, a word or a phrase, and you can call it a mantra if you like. And that word is your word. It might be one or free or peaceful sleep, tranquil, whatever word or phrase that sets you up for shifting away from the problems of the day. You just kind of repeat, just, just kind of say it over in your mind, gently, quietly, free, free. And, you know, sometimes the mind just wanders off at that point because it's such a boring thing to do. It's like, I don't know, if it, for those of you out there who meditate, you know what I'm talking about it. There's something in that repetitive process that kind of helps you just, the, the, the mind kind of goes from focus to spacing out a little bit, if that's an easy word to use. And then uh, the third five minutes, you've already got, you know, you've, you've handled taking care of the problems for tomorrow. You're now already in a parasympathetic state, having repeated this word for five minutes to the best of your ability, and you don't have to do it perfectly. And the third minute, you're already starting to move towards a, a sleep space. And so everyone has a particular place that they might love. It might be a, a garden. It might be a beautiful day on the beach. It could be a, you know, a, a little room in their home where they feel wonderfully 
calm and peaceful and safe. And you just kind of imagine yourself being in that space with her. And you kind of create, and by the way, I have, um, as part of my book, I created a whole uh, a website for it called rewiredforsleep.com. And in that website, uh, I have a lot of mini uh, meditations, if you will, where uh, you can kind of click on one, whether it's a lake, the beach, um, garden, and you can kind of just listen to it. And that may help you get to sleep or it may help you create your own set of visuals so that you're already creating yourself being in an alternate space that makes you feel calm. And again, takes you away from the, the hustle and bustle of the day that you've had and into an kind of an alternate reality that will then hopefully help you uh, to go towards sleep. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of igniting the relaxation response based on your specific mental type. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's one of them. Another one is, uh, did you have any thoughts on that or should I can go on to the next one? You tell me. Well, I was going to mention just that, you know, in that the, a lot of, uh, personally, I have, you know, I've explored meditation to a certain yes. extent, but yeah. I believe, you know, my, myself, as well as hearing this from others, it can be very challenging to quiet the mind yeah. and, um, you know, having the guided meditations can be really helpful for people who can't just go, okay, I'm going to sit and like, get my mind to relax. Even though you have, you know, written everything down that you need to worry about later, now is not the time to worry about those things. It can still be very challenging to get the mind to go, okay, did I like close the window over there? Did I <laughs> like, did I do blah, blah, blah. So having the guided meditations can definitely be helpful, um, with getting the mind to kind of quiet itself and center itself and be in the present. Um, so I love that the, you have those on your site and they're available for others. To yeah. Use. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, by the way. I mean, I have somebody, I'm somebody who is on and off, on and off. Uh, I don't do it perfectly on and off meditated for quite a few years. And, uh, uh, you know, there's just times when I am ready to sink into that, you know, wonderful space. And other times when this is torture, <laughs> that's what my brain is saying. This is torture. I want to get out and conquer the world. And I'm sitting here talking to myself. So uh, I will say that it, it is, uh, it can be problematic and it can also be a lifesaver and everyone's got a different viewpoint. And so it does help to not have to generate it. All I got to do is, you know, and that's what all these wonderful apps are for. I mean, so, uh, you, you know, I, I, people say, oh, you should have an app. And I'm like, you know what, let me just, there's my website. You can go to it if you like it, find, you know, explore different avenues there. And uh, it is a way to take the burden of having to do it oneself and just being able to listen or not listen and allow it to wash over us and, 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 and do what it's going to do. Um, another uh, exercise is called progressive muscle relaxation. And this is something that uh, 
exercise coaches do a lot of, lot of I don't know if you're from we were familiar with it, but it really basically is a way of relaxing the muscles. Okay, and once you relax the muscles, and you do it like muscle by muscle by muscle, you tense the muscle and then you relax the muscle. Again, this is nothing very original or new, but it, it's pretty effective. Um, and that's then, actually yeah. what that that one my husband read about somewhere. Um, I yeah. believe there's some pilots, military pilots that utilize that. Yeah. Um, and he read about that and he started doing it. And the man falls asleep in under 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah. yes, it is something that is out there. And sometimes we're not uh how should I put it? You know, we there are so many wonderful techniques and we do not. Uh, you got to dig. You got to dig around to, to access them. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I I don't want to say you know more than that because I don't want to go into my uh, my anti uh, big pharma you know rant, which is basically what you know. How come you know how come uh, TV you know shows thirty uh, big pharma ads, but not one ad for oh. Here, try muscle, progressive muscle relaxation. It'll do great. Uh, but it is an, is it is definitely out there, and uh, it's great that you know that he found it. Um, and then a, a different, I shall put it. It's not a particular exercise because I've got three or four exercises that address it in different ways. But it, they're all about bilateral stimulation. What's called. And uh, it sounds sexy, but it's not. It's simply a way for, see, people who suffer from anxiety, uh, one theory is that it's a breakdown of the left brain talking to the right brain. Um, I'm not sure I've seen the, the scientific studies that prove it, but I believe that to be true. And so what bilateral simulation does is uh, by moving let's say your right hand to your left knee and tapping it that's one of the simplistic ways of doing it i have about three or four ways you can do it that i write about in the book uh you are reconnecting left brain to right brain and in so doing that tends to calm down the anxious mind so uh i'm a big believer in bilateral stimulation uh there's meridian tapping that does that in the book. There's butterfly hug. Uh, there's a uh, uh, five minute uh, trauma uh, exercise. And each of those is meant to provide a way for the person who maybe wakes up in the middle of the night, let's say, and you know, either has PTSD or is highly anxious or simply upset that they're waking up when meanwhile they have like a 7 a.m. meeting. Uh, it's a way of calming the nervous system down so that it takes it out, it takes us out of the mind and into A, taking an action, some simple action, and B, um, addressing that part of us that really is, can be, feel overwhelmed and bringing it back down to, oh, don't worry, the body's a safe place kind of reconnect with yourself and and you'll be okay so with tapping and tapping is a whole other topic that we totally for a really <laughs> long time that's actually one of the ones that I was kind of familiar with um mm -hmm. a friend introduced me to it but 
would that be considered more for someone who is a kinesthetic person? Uh, tapping? Yes. Uh, let's see now, it engages the, uh, it's, it's more kinesthetic and auditory because you're telling yourself a story. So you're talking and you're connecting with the body. The con So yes, absolutely. Auditory and kinesthetic both, but definitely. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm probably a more kinesthetic person. Um, mm -hmm. And I have actually utilized that on my way to interviews before just to kind of get myself to, to chill out. And it told, it's awesome. That and the other one is singing, which is uh, like it softens your vagal tone. Mm. Um, and so I like literally like people probably think I'm a lunatic. I was, I was in my car on my way to an interview and I'm like tapping, <laughs> tapping my face and singing Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, there you go. Totally. <laughs> you've got, you've got your solutions. Absolutely. But it went really well. So. Oh um, my God. Salute singing is the greatest release in the world. You know, I, I've often said if I. You know, I was a, I was a guitar player, but I was I would give my right arm. I would just forget the guitar. Let me just sing beautifully. You know, be one of those people who can you know, sound like a songbird. But yes, <laughs> I agree with you. Good singing, bad singing, it doesn't matter. Just getting it out there is all that counts. Yep. Um. All right. So we're gonna try and tackle um, a couple of more difficult um, concepts that. Mm -hmm. They're not difficult concepts, but they might be difficult. Sure, uh, anything. Go ahead. Podcast, but we're going to do our best here, y'all. Um, so in the book, you talk about um, acupoints. And yes. you are an acupuncturist. Um, and this is something that, you know, you would do in person with a client. But, you know, like I said, if someone lives in Kansas City, I want them to be able to apply some of these method methods into their own lives. Um so in the book, you talk about gently massaging specific acupoints. Um, right. How can we utilize these to help our bodies so that we can sleep? Sure. So, um, you know, there's nothing magical about acupoints. I mean, we call them acupoints, but people have been using self-massage forever. And so, uh, and the interesting thing that whether it was, I guess call it Chinese medicine a couple of thousand years ago, they were able to codify all these folk remedies, you know, well, if you, you know, if you massage your, you know, between your eye, you know, the bridge of your nose, you can calm down a little bit. So they kind of codified it and kind of created these pathways of energy, if you will, that ran from the top of the head out to the arms and from the arms down to the tips of the toes. And so, one way that we can calm ourselves is by using some of these different points, if you will, by just gently massaging. I tell people typically, you know, what the, the points that I've put into the book are for, let's say, uh, I don't know if you've got a headache and, you know, and obviously you're waking up with a headache, then you can massage one of those points. And I typically tell people just to breathe because breathing is a large part of calming down the nervous system. So while you're taking nice, long, slow, quiet breaths, you massage a point, let's say 12 or 24 times in one direction, and then you massage it in the other direction. And again, what you're doing is um, you're kind of uh, calming the nervous system down by defocusing on whatever the problem is and connecting with the body 
And those points that you're using tend to have specific functions. Um, obviously, it's not the same as going to an acupuncturist because an acupuncturist is able to, let's say, massage an entire, not massage, but you know, the, 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 the pins, by the way, are completely painless. And so you put this tiny little pin in and that stimulates that area, but you're also supposed to put a pin in another area. So by doing that, you're, you're, you're kind of uh, balancing the whole body out. But when you do a massage, you're going to a particular area that affects another part of the body. So if I, it's sort of like an electrical light switch, okay? When you want to turn on a light, an overhead light, you don't have to go and climb on a ladder and screw the bulb in. What you do is you have a light switch on the wall and that light switch is connected to an electrical circuit that turns on the overhead light, right? So uh, acu-massage, call it for back, lack of a better word, what you're doing is there's a little point on your hand, for instance, that I, I talk about in the book that actually kind of is a circuit that goes up to your head and allows that pain to diminish. There is a point, um, let's say on, on the bottom of the foot, um, that if you have a problem sleeping, you can gently massage it. I have other ways of addressing that same problem, which it's not my way, but uh, using heat. And so that I, I talk about um, a particular mechanism uh, that creates a little bit of heat and you can warm that area on your body. And that kind of is a, you know, it's a light switch to calming the body, to uh, calming the adrenals so that, you know, for hormonal problems. So it, it, it's, a, you know, using massage is a wonderful way to, um, to reconnect the body with its ability to heal. And, uh, and so when we massage some of these points, it sets up a sort of healing feedback loop. So as you mentally focus on yourself and you connect with those points known to downshift the overloaded nervous system, you start essentially healing yourself. You are doing what's been done for thousands and thousands of years. Um, you know, I don't know if some of your re uh, listeners and readers might be familiar with, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Otzi, who was this, um, was it Iceland? I don't know. They found this body packed in ice uh, for 5,000 years. And uh, when they examined him, they found that he had all these tattoos, which were related to acupuncture points. Um, and so even back then they knew that if you particularly, if you massage a certain point or you, you know, you, you stimulate that point that will have salutary benefits. That's so fascinating. I did not know about that guy. And I mean, yeah. the, the Iceland, the man in Iceland, um, yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah, it, it is fascinating because it's like, oh my God, this has been around for a long time. No kidding. Um, and I, I'm anyhow, um, I'm totally getting sidetracked, but <laughs> um what you mentioned about um the analogy of the light switch, mm -hmm. that like that totally like I never thought about it that way, but that 
absolutely makes sense because I've, I've tried acupuncture before and I'm like, I don't know how this works, but I'm just gonna, I'm going to try it. Um, And so that analogy absolutely makes it make a little bit better sense to someone who's less familiar with it. Right. It's, it's one of those images that, because um, there is a tendency to get hung up, certainly people in my field to get hung up on the Chinese terminology, but I believe it's all electromagnetism. It's all, you know, electrical circuits Mm -hmm. in the body. And when we kind of turn on those circuits, then that's when things start to happen. You know, whether it's through exercise, whether as you said, through singing, whether it's stimulating the point, we're we're just a a ton of electrical circuits that kind of are looking for integration sometimes. Well, and for those of you guys listening, um, he does have galleries on, Dan has galleries on his website. Um, is it on rewiredforsleep.com? That- yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Anybody can get, anybody can go there. You don't have to, you can sign in, but you don't have to pay anything. It's just, a, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, it's a support site for the book. Right. And so the book actually has the insomnia repair program. So if you are experiencing trouble sleeping, insomnia, you can you can actually get a manual of a task to do on each day that's going to help you and then utilize the galleries on his website um, as well. So. Yes. And it's, by the way, there, it, it is available on Amazon just to put it out there and it's available in electronic form and in, and in book form. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I encourage people to just check it out because it definitely, you know, you can find what will work for you. It's a good chance that you'll find, you know, there's a lot there and you don't have to absorb it all because there is, uh, there's a lot there, as I said. And so it, it's a matter of picking through it and going, oh, this, this resonates for me, this doesn't. And so when we do, in doing those exercises on a daily basis, what we find is that um, people, people will find, as I said, what works for them. And so it's a, you, you have options. So if, you, if progressive muscle relaxation doesn't work, well, maybe you'll do something called autogenic training, which is a different, little exercise and so it's it allows you to kind of pick and choose uh you're not stuck with any one method uh and it it, you know or you may find you know i don't know i've got maybe 15 um massage points or 20 so you may find that one of them works for you just one of them is will help you to downshift your nervous system and that's all you need you know it's not a it's a numbers game in the sense that I'm kind of putting out a bunch for you and for you to sort of give your, give your body and your mind the time to actually explore a little bit because God knows you're not sleeping. So you might as well do the, do the little exercises and, and see how they resonate for you. And I highly recommend the paper copy of the book, um, as opposed, I'm, I don't read on, um, an electronic device. That's never been my thing. I I like holding a book. Um, but I also highly recommend that because I mean, if you read in bed, 
you know, you don't want the light shining in your eyes, which is going to, you know, stimulate your brain even further. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, absolutely. The other cool thing, and this is my personal experience of when I was reading this book, um, I'm very fortunate. I'm a, I'm a good sleeper for the most part, but I was, I would read and I'd say, okay, I'm going to try this, uh, this exercise, the staircase exercise. And, um, I would, I would be like, okay, well, it's time for me to fall asleep. Now I read two pages of this book. (laughs) So, um, it's a good problem to have, you know, it took me a minute to get through the book simply because I would start falling asleep. Um, and you know, that's not a bad thing. So you could potentially, you know, impact your own sleep just by, by simply reading this book. It's funny. Cause I, I, I believe me, I struggled with this the idea of like, let's see now, am I writing the most boring book in the world so that people will fall asleep reading it? <laughs> or will I try and write a book that is as uh, interesting as possible, despite the topic, and that it will help people to get through it. And, it, and either way, uh, I'm happy, you know, because, you know, I can imagine I I was always thinking, okay, this is, uh, to me, this is interesting, but this is sure as hell not, you know, this is not Indiana Jones <laughs> material. So uh, whatever works, I'm, I'm happy to be part of that process. But here's the thing. If not sleeping, not being able to sleep is one of the worst feelings in the world. So, you know, whether or not you get the book and you're and you read it because you want to help yourself or just simply reading the book is the help. I, I mean, whatever, you know, being able to sleep is the ultimate is ultimately the the end result we're all looking for. So, you know, however, whatever it is that helps, you know, that's great. So with that said, though, you know, not being able to sleep makes us feel desperate. Like I'm willing to try anything. And that's, this is where you can maybe get in a little bit of the pharmaceutical rant, but it was making, it makes us be willing to try nearly anything. Um, what do you feel like are some of the worst things that people can do to get sleep? Well, let's see now. I think, uh, typically worst thing you can do is just lay there stewing. Okay. Uh, and so one thing I do tell people, and I, I probably have it in the book, is that if you're not asleep after 20 minutes and you know you have a typical problem with getting to sleep, uh, and whether this is true, whether you're trying to get to sleep or trying to get back to sleep, it's just get up, okay? Uh, in the days before the Industrial Revolution, people often had what's called first and second sleep. They might wake up at two or three and get up and feed the livestock or whatever, stir the next day's food pot. And at some point they just naturally return to sleep. So I just tell people, get up, tidy your desk, you know, stand in front of your bathroom mirror and tell yourself an amazing sleeper, just kind of get your brain on the right side of it. I love myself, give yourself a hug, a butterfly hug. And the main thing is not to lie in bed because you don't wanna make your bed your battlefield. Whatever you do, you just, you know, don't start looking at your phone. I know easier said than done. But, uh, you know, the, the, the simple thing is take an action and generally let and just gently let yourself return back to a, a, a normal state rather than kind of flip, you know, because the tendency is 
to flip out and go, oh my God, I'll never sleep again. And that's like, you know, the anxiety response, the, you know, uh, it's like drinking two cups of espresso all of a sudden, you know, the cortisol spikes. So allow for that fact that maybe this is just your first sleep and you're gonna go into your second sleep and then gently allow yourself to go back to sleep. Do you have any other any other things that you well let's see now uh, i would say lay off carbs okay if you wake up in the middle of the night um you know stick if you feel like hungry you might want to have a few nuts or a little bit of cold chicken something that way you're not you know getting sugar spiking through your brain um there are some anxiety killers in, in the book such as as i mentioned the butterfly hub where basically you're you're reconnecting to your body. There's another one called the reverse spin. There are certain ways where you can um, go against the grain of, oh my God, I'm not gonna sleep, which is really where the brain does go, especially for people who've been chronically unable to get back to sleep or people who chronically have a hard time getting to sleep. Um, and, um, yeah, there's just, you know, there are quite a few little exercises there that kind of are meant to bring the mind back to a stasis, to a place of calm. And so you're not doubly working. You're not working with the sleep issue and your brain overloaded. Uh, the point is to get back to like a, 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 a point zero, I call it, where you're just saying, okay, I'm ready for sleep again. And kind of to have that attitude that you will sleep. I know it's easier said than done. People, if you have a, you're a chronic insomniac, you're rolling your eyes and going, right, that works for you. But uh, it's, an in, it's an inside job, as the saying goes. And what that means essentially is that you kind of have to work against the negativity that lack of sleep tends to ingrain in people. You're working against that. And so, uh, not to be keep talking about the book, but essentially, it really that's a lot of what the book is about: is getting yourself to a place where you say, "I have options now. Which option will I try right now?" And you make it maybe you know you experiment. One day you'll do automatic autogenic trading. Another day you'll do uh, progressive muscle relaxation. Another day you'll do the the the, uh, the staircase and two out of three might not work or, or you might try one for a week, which is what I always think a person just try what, you know, time is, is on your side. Try one of those exercises for a week. And after a week you go, you know, that was a waste of time. Let me try this. And eventually one of them, even though you think it's a waste of time, each of them works uh, with the next one so that the next one might work because you tried the first one for a week. And eventually, you know, it's called 28 day, because if you really follow it rigorously, you're bound to get sleeping within 28 days because you are really, uh, it's like, I don't know, people who took organic chemistry, everything builds on itself. Each process builds on the next process because the body is experiencing the shift that you're going, the body's going, oh, he's really giving this a shot here. I think I'm going to actually work with him on this. And the subconscious mind does the same thing, even though it may seem like we are just walking pieces of meat. We are actually this integrated system 
of body, mind, and spirit are working together to your benefit. And sometimes it takes uh, an intervention. Now that's why we have acupuncturists, hypnotherapists, uh, you know, psychologists, you know, because the, we're here because people sometimes will throw up their, you know, we serve our function as well. But in the ancient Chinese texts, they always talked about uh, eat better, do exercise, uh, meditate. And if those don't work, come to me. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like a lot of, um, see, do you hear me? I yes, feel sir. like, <laughs> um, I'm like I said, I know I'm very kinesthetic. Um, I feel like sometimes people just want to be heard and they want to be seen. And a lot of times just, you know, you can try, you can, if you follow me, you know, you know, a lot about eating well, and you know, a lot sure. about exercise, um, Sometimes just knowing all of those things isn't enough and feeling like you are seen and heard by someone else. You're, and it's, it's like a validation. And sometimes that right there is just the trick. Totally. I agree. Yep. Very important. Well, all right. So you guys, if you're having trouble sleeping, definitely check out Rewired for Sleep. Um, like he said, like Dan said, it is on Amazon. That's where I got my copy. Um, and if you are an electronic person, then it's on there too. Um, there is a entire 28 day program that you can follow that will help you get sleep. Um, so with that said, let's wrap up, Dan, do you have any final thoughts that, or anything? Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I encourage people to certainly do whatever you need to do without getting, without taking uh, meds, okay? And if you're already on meds, um, I understand I'm not a hero. I believe we have to do whatever we need to do in order to stay sane. Um, that said, there I do, do reserve a portion of the book for people who have been taking meds and who want to get off them. And it's a detox pro program that I set up, created actually, which I find very valuable because a lot of a lot of us are taking meds, and because we thought that that was the right way to do it, because we, even if we're feeling good about it, understand that eventually you kind of uh, you're going to want to get off them, and so understand that the best way to do it is slowly, 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 and that. Uh, your body has incredible abilities to heal itself. And whether you use the methods in the book or other methods, God knows there are many of them. Uh, I encourage you to uh, explore those and to give them some time. And uh, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to thank you on the podcast today and share all of these ideas and practices with everyone listening. And thank you guys all for listening. And um, yeah, we hope to talk to you again soon. And you have another book that you are working on, correct? Yeah, yeah it is. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a masochist. What can I tell you? But <laughs> no, this, but that one's more of a textbook for acupuncturists. And my third book will be more, will be on the last piece of that. I really don't explore very much in this one. And this is on how uh, kind of finding, finding your, your mission in life. 
And uh, I find that some people have a problem with sleep because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing in this world. And uh, it's a deep existential one, but I think it's also one that needs to be addressed. And so uh, it's, it's down the road. <laughs> but I, thank you, permission. I mean, I love what I do, but sometimes I feel like I need to be doing a lot more with animals. So I will be- There you go. Sign me up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much guys for listening and we will talk to you again soon, Dan. Thank you so much and uh, all the best. And uh, again, thanks for having me on. Yes. Have a great day. Thank you.